At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, as we dive into everything that is Super Bowl 56, the big game coming up just exactly a week away from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. James, good to be with you again, my friend. On our preview show of uh, this game on Saturday, we spoke with Michael Duarte of NBCLA, and I thought he brought up a good point that you and I, I mean, we scoured that game in that show uh, every which way it seems, but he brought up a point that we did not really cover that much, and he was talking about home field advantage, and not necessarily in the traditional sense where you have the crowd noise and whatnot. That ought to be fairly evenly split. That's how they uh, control the ticket dispersion and whatnot for the Super Bowl. Uh, so I don't think the crowd noise is going to necessarily be an advantage one way or the other. And, and you look at the Rams in the regular season, their fans were typically in the minority in that stadium. It might be a good thing for the Rams to have an even split here for the big game, but Michael was really talking more so about the routine and this team, the Rams being in their hometown, sleeping in their own bed, the same practice facility and basically getting ready for this game for the most part, like any other contest during the regular season. Uh, do you think that is factored into the line and do you think it means anything? Do you think it gives the Rams an advantage or not? I mean, outside of not having to travel somewhere, I, I think at whatever's at, at some point they're going to be sequestered away from being at home each and every day throughout this second week of the Super Bowl. Not exactly sure when that will take place, but I also wonder if that put, put potentially Brady puts a little more pressure on the L.A. Rams from a standpoint of. Maybe distractions. Maybe not. Let's not call it pressure. Let's call it distractions uh, of having to, since you're at home and you have a lot of family coming in, maybe there's more things that they have to deal with through the players and the coaches as far as family coming in and their home. And maybe we're hosting family over and we're having more dinners and we're having dealing with ticket requests and all those types of things. I don't know if it really matters so much. I mean, I think about the 
aside from the being in your own locker room and being in your own field, wasn't like the Rams were sweeping the board when they were playing at home this year. They were just five and three at SoFi this season. So not a huge advantage for them being at playing during the regular season at home. And obviously throughout the playoffs, they were able to win two the, the two games that they did play in Los Angeles. But I just wonder from a, a distraction standpoint, the fact that you are home and maybe you get a little complacent here. And I think this is what we're going to see. Typically, we know the second week, of Super Bowl of the two weeks of the Super Bowl, you have media day and then the repeated questions over and over and over again. I think there's going to be plenty of questions about as the favorite for Los Angeles being at home and all the star power there. The fact that you're expected to be in this position. Nobody expected Cincinnati outside of probably the folks in that locker room and on that coaching staff within that franchise to be in this position come Super Bowl Sunday. The Rams, all the moves they made in the offseason, actually the moves they've made the last couple of years, but definitely solidified with Matthew Stafford trade in the offseason and then the in-season moves that they made with Vaughn Miller, OBJ, all in, chips in the middle, we're, we're dealing, no more cars to deal, we have to be here, we have to win, and I just wonder if all the questions continue to start to get them a little complacent because they are the favorite, they're expected to be there, and they're expected to win. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. I was going to follow up with that question. And by the way, I also asked our friend uh, Chris Andrews, the director of race and sports at the South Point, if he factored home field advantage or the notion of the Rams being at home uh, in the Super Bowl into his line. And he his uh, quote was not at all, not one bit. So it's not factored into Andrews's line at all at the South Point, and his line, of course, is four and a half. That's basically all across the market at this point. So maybe the other bookmakers aren't factoring it in as as well. But where you went with that, James, is what I was kind of thinking too. And you use the word distraction. I would I would agree. Maybe not pressure, but is there more of a distraction factor for the Rams because they are at home? They have family obligations. They have the ticket request you mentioned, and then there's everything else about the Super Bowl. But but is it maybe in a weird way possibly advantageous for the Bengals because they're kind of absent from all of that? That the family's back home, or you know maybe they're traveling with them for to go to the game and what have you. But but they're not there in their own hometown, and everything's been left behind back in Cincinnati. And for the Cincinnati Bengals, pro players, professional athletes, even just competitors for that matter, love to play the role of the underdog and the chip on the shoulder, and nobody believes in us. And now you can play the the whole factor of, well, it's us against the entire city, right? We're going in their place. We're going on the road to Los Angeles, going into the Rams' home, and, and now it's just us, and you band together that way as a team. And I think they'll definitely use that uh, as to not so much as motivation. Everybody's going to be ready to get after it and come play come Super Bowl Sunday, but I think it's the acute focus, continuing to play that role, talking about it in meetings you schedule out what it's going to look like for you for that Super Bowl week going on the road in this case for Cincinnati to Los Angeles and you dial in that way so it helps keep your focus on the task at hand to your point Brady with we don't know all the different distractions and requests and things that'll happen for the Rams not just usually you hear that and and the guy the, the players talk about all right we took care of all those kind of requests and all those kind of things the first week of the two weeks of the Super Bowl and then we travel and then we're away from all that well in this case here you're still going to be in your hometown so potentially there that that might be served more as a distraction than a benefit because I think for the Rams playing at home uh, we've seen it throughout the season we saw it with the 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 NFC championship game Brady and we know the tickets will be divided up 50 50 and a lot of times it's a lot of corporate folks out there and you get a a bit more of a wine and cheese crowd as opposed to the more blue collar fans that like to go to the to the NFL games and I think maybe in SoFi I don't know how how blue collar it gets there in that stadium haven't been to a game uh, to see what is the discrepancy between the actual fans of football and the ones that get the the comp seats and the corporate seats, those types of things. But yeah, I think if anything, it doesn't serve as a, it doesn't in my mind for the Rams playing at home outside of being in their own beds, at least until they take off and sequester in whatever hotel they're going to be. It doesn't serve as that big of an advantage. Uh, What got us on this topic was our guest on Saturday's program, Michael Duarte, out of NBC LA. He kind of made a comment uh, surrounding the thought of home field advantage and the Rams having possibly an advantage because their routine will not be interrupted. Let's hear what Michael had to say. If the Rams had to have traveled to 
to Lambeau and played, you know, in the frozen tundra like they did a year ago in the playoffs, maybe they don't win that game. Maybe those conditions are not set out for, for a team like this. But just how it works out, the 49ers take care of those two teams for them. They meet at home at SoFi after not being able to beat this team in six straight contests, and they're able to make a, a 10-point rally in the fourth quarter to come back and win that game. And I can tell you, ever since that victory, the mood here in Los Angeles is celebratory. I don't think we would have seen such excitement and fandom uh, for the Rams here in Los Angeles had they not made the Super Bowl, had it been San Francisco, let's say, facing off against the Bengals for the third time in Super Bowl history. But I will tell you one thing. Just walking around uh, the village, which is a mall here in Los Angeles uh, nearby my house, Rams jerseys everywhere, Rams hats everywhere. That's not something you normally see you know, throughout the season. You might see a little bit of scattered, but honestly, it's more Dodgers hats, more Lakers jerseys. It, this town is all Rams now, all the time. Uh, and I, I tweeted something about to Aaron Donald, which he actually retweeted and liked a little bit earlier, about seeing all the Aaron Donald jerseys everywhere, not just walking around the streets, but uh, at the convention center where they're holding the NFL fan experience, at Inglewood by SoFi Stadium, on billboards all across the city. Uh, I think this entire city and I think the entire Rams roster, the one that you mentioned where they went all in on to get this chip, they all want to win this for Aaron Donald. All right. Very good there from Michael Duarte with the L.A. perspective. And, James, you alluded to it, uh, the Rams record at home, the Bengals record on the road. The Bengals on the road this season, including the playoffs, are 8-2 and two straight up and against the spread. The Rams at home are 6-3 and three straight up, but they are 5-4 and four against the number. Uh, what about Matthew Stafford, James? And again, you alluded to this a little bit, too. This guy was brought into Los Angeles for one reason, to get to the Super Bowl. And, of course, that's where they are right now. Uh, Stafford has never been in this position before. We know he has been in the league for a number of years, but he's never been past the wild card round in the NFL postseason. And because he was brought in as kind of this hitman, you know, to get it done for this team, do you think maybe he's feeling a little bit of extra pressure and – you know, down the stretch of the season, it wasn't exactly all clean for the Rams and Matthew Stafford. 14 right. turnovers in their last seven games, whereas the Bengals had just two. A lot of times pressure comes from not really being fully confident in what you're what you can get accomplished. And I think we've seen such a roller coaster of a season for the Rams, especially that that three game losing streak that they had midway through the season. But for Stafford, yeah, it's it you're the face of the franchise. They moved you over for this position. They were just here where the Rams a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl put up three points in that game against the New England Patriots. We remember that game clearly uh, with the just the ineffectiveness offensively at the quarterback position with Jared Goff. And for McVay, it was a, it was just a matter of time before they were going to make a move. And obviously that's what happened this, this past offseason. Now Stafford's got the talent. It's not what's going to be out there on the field. It's going to be what's, you know, what's going to be, what's going to be, between the ears and what's going to be underneath that chest cavity right there, having the heart to step out and be that champion. I think he's got that within him. He's a tough, he's always been a tough quarterback, but you got a pretty tough quarterback on the other side there in Joe Burrow, Brady, and no one has any pressure on that side. He is far ahead of schedule. I think when it comes to expectations, being a professional quarterback. Yeah, like we've been saying throughout this uh, playoff tournament, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals playing with house money, right? Matthew Stafford, 15-5 and five straight up and 10-10 and 10 against the spread with the Rams. Joe Burrow, 15-14-1 with the Bengals, 19-10 against the spread. He's 13-6-1 against the spread as an underdog. And I've got one more little nugget for you about Joe Burrow when we come back on the other side. We'll also get into some prop bets. It's prop bet season, you know. We'll be back with more of the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment right here at VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, CJ. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You know that VSN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game, and right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit vsin.com/superbowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you in the Pro Football Blitz. And, James, we were just talking about some of the home and road splits, if you will, for the Bengals and the Rams and the record against the spread and straight up for Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, while they have been with their respective teams. Um, Also, this is very interesting. I mentioned Joe Burrow. 13-6-1 against the spread as an underdog. Uh, Very good in that role in his young career. And uh, speaking of young career, he and both Jamar Chase, rookie Jamar Chase, are 7-0 straight up and against the spread in the postseason as Bengals and also as LSU Tigers. They have not lost in this type of situation. Yeah, it's easy for him, right? Well, I guess we know who's <laughs> going to clean up next Sunday. I mean, these, just think about that. Think about the uh, – well, and you uh, going back to the college days a few years back with LSU, I think coming on the second half of the season, them be really being uh, the – weren't the favorites coming out to start that year uh, as far as college football was concerned to be in the to win the national championship but then as they progressed you just saw the talent level and how well they played but then met the expectations and it really shrugged off any kind of any kind of pressure that was there I think it's just the confidence level that's what's so impressive to me about Joe Burrow is the the confidence that he plays with even when he makes mistakes and he gets beat around and he gets banged around a lot definitely in the NFL he has the first two years of his of his young career uh, but just dusts himself off and it doesn't really rattle him it doesn't phase him he's just so confident with how his abilities to to compete on the field and he has tremendous ability for sure he's not afraid to stick it into tight windows he is so accurate but i think it's just that that competitive that competitive aptitude that he has to it doesn't phase him when bat, when things go south. He doesn't lose his cool. Joe Cool out there for sure. And, yeah, the fact that they are 7-0, and I don't think we're going to see any overconfidence here, Brady, with the with, with young Joe Burrow and the connection with Jamar Chase rolling in. They know it's a – you're one – this is the opportunity here to, to go win yourself a Super Bowl, maybe way ahead of schedule. But, you know, also have to be mindful that it's not going to be that easy. And maybe that's one thing to reflect on. You think about Dan Marino uh, – 
and four decades ago when he came into the league and all the talent that he had, well, his second year in this in the NFL, he got the Super Bowl too. And I, we've heard him say this in retrospect once he retired that he thought it was going to be easy just getting back there. Hey, second year, we got to the Super Bowl, we lost, but we'll be back again. We'll make it happen. Dan Marino, as great as he was, never got back to another Super Bowl. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a shame because he was such a pleasure to watch, Dan Marino. Uh, But you're right. It is very, very difficult to climb that mountain, not just once, but uh, more than once. And that's what really makes Tom Brady's career so absolutely amazing. Uh, He's been to more Super Bowls than most teams have, uh, or he's won more Super Bowls than most teams have been to. So, um, but that trend, you know, a lot of these trends that we talk about on the program, they're not very predictive. Uh, Some of them are probably, more whimsical than others but I think with all of them you kind of need to read into it and say what is this telling me why is that happening is this a pattern that I can trust to happen again or is it just random happenstance and I think with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow being 7-0 and straight up and against the spread in postseason games both in the pros and in college I, I think if anything that just tells us this is probably not going to be too big of a stage for these guys now the Super Bowl is probably bigger than anything that they've done before the national championship in college certainly this is the next level but these guys have been battle tested in that type of arena uh, James let's draw uh, dive into some prop bets that I know you were looking at overnight and I thought this was peculiar when you get into both the individual and the team rushing stats uh, or team rushing props that are on the board and you have the Rams, you can go under or over their total rushing yards for the game at 109 and a half yards for the Rams and the total rushing yards for the Bengals. Again, you can play under or over is 87 and a half yards. And if you just look at the stats and what these teams have done throughout the season and recently, you would think this would be flipped, that the Rams would be 87 and a half and the Bengals would be 109 and a half. And, and you even go deeper down into some other props where, for instance, Joe Mixon in a head-to-head matchup, Joe Mixon versus Cam Akers, who will have more rushing yards. Joe Mixon is the favorite. He's laying two and a half yards. So he's got to get three or more yards rushing than Cam Akers for you to win that bet if you're on Joe Mixon. But again, it seems to go against. I mean, you almost wonder if this is an error where the Bengals are posted at 87 and a half under or over rushing yards and the Rams are at 109 and a half. I think it's a couple things here. Thinking about the Rams, what we've seen from McVay prior to Matthew Stafford coming over and joining Los Angeles this season was it was run heavy first. They needed the run to get going, the zone blocking scheme, and be able to, to and in, in this re- retrospect for Jared Goff, to be able to utilize the play action and the nakeds, the boots, all the different things that they would run in their passing game. It was so predicated off being successful rushing the football. And so I think for McVay, the thinking here is, is that something that's going to apply here? Now, I know you didn't make those moves and give up the draft capital in the offseason to bring Matthew Stafford in to start handing the ball off to Cam Akers or Sony Michelle or whoever's going to be in the backfield throughout the, the four quarters of the Super Bowl. But there's still going to be some tendencies there. They still need to get some of those some semblance of a commitment to the rushing game, especially based on what we've seen out of Cincinnati. I think what we've seen out of Cincinnati, we definitely saw it in the AFC Championship game. That second half for Cincinnati, they were only rushing four and a number of times. I think I think there was a dozen times in that in second half, they only rushed three down linemen against Mahomes and dropped eight into coverage. And they mix up their coverages very well, does Cincinnati, but they were playing a lot more coverage and daring. And again, we we saw this throughout the season with Mahomes. We saw it early in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, and that was kind of the uh, drop the two safeties back, and we're going to make you be patient. Can you be disciplined enough, Patrick Mahomes, to take what we give you and throw the ball underneath? And I think that what that's really what doomed them in that second half for Kansas City. He lost patience, and Kansas City did not commit to any type of running game because there were, even though there was a light box, when you're talking about just rushing three, you're not dropping that safety in the box. You're dropping back into multiple zone coverages, and is that what we're going to see out of Cincinnati? 
Cincinnati again? Are they going to be? Are they going to dare the Rams to run and say we need? We know we need to take away your passing game, and if you guys want to run the ball at us, that's great. But we are going to take away any big play potential in that passing game. I think that's what you really have to break down for both of these teams. What are? How, how do you look at those defensive game plans for both Cincinnati and Los Angeles coming into this matchup, and how might that affect and potentially change in game the game plan offensively for both teams getting out of the passing game and rushing the rushing the football if these teams drop back into into light boxes i'll go back to the original uh prop bet here and that is the team total for rushing yards on the rams at 109 and a half you can go under or over that and the Bengals at 87 and a half yards you can go under or over that and and then what about this one james would you would you make a play on this one or or the former? You have who will have more rush yards, the Bengals or the Rams, and the Bengals are a 12-and-a-half-yard favorite. So, in other words, if you're going to bet the Bengals, they have to outrush the Rams by 13 yards or more to win that bet. So, again, it just doesn't seem like the first one matches up with the next one. Well, and now I, when I was looking at that last night, I – now, in retrospect, I wish I would have taken it. I'm looking at it now, and they've corrected that, Brady. So ah, we so have it a was change an error. here. Yes. So it was an error in there. I know when I said I was up really late last night and I saw that, I sent that to you guys like, this really doesn't make sense. It should be flipped <laughs> the other way around. Well, we didn't tell anybody. I didn't give a, a heads up to our friends there at the Superbook to change that. I didn't play it either, but they have since corrected that. But I think that was indicative of really, again, thinking regardless of now that the Rams are that favored minus 12 and a half as far as total rushing uh, total total yards of rushing versus the Bengals you know it's, it's still going to be dictated by I feel like the Bengals are the ones that really need to have more of the rushing game need to have Joe Mixon involved and and have a number of touches for Joe Mixon in this game because of the offensive line and I know it's it, it, plenty of things to talk about when it comes to the lack of pack protection for that offensive line and Joe Burrow to keep him upright, especially what we saw in the divisional game at Tennessee where he was sacked nine times and really just took a beating in that game take some pressure off. The best way to try a lot of times, especially those edge rushers, somebody like Floyd, in particular Vaughn Miller that r- love to come around and bend around that edge, is to rush right at those tackle positions, right right off tackle, and if they're going to rush around you, we draw it right past you. And I think that's where, for this case here, now that the Bengals are plus 12 and a half yards rushing, I just feel like Joe Mixon is a bigger piece in this game rushing the football than what we're going to see, whether it's Cam Akers and or Sonny Michelle for the LA Rams. I agree with you. I, I think these offenses, both of them are going to have to get creative uh, and maybe the Bengals even more so because of the uh, sack uh, element there that uh, they've not been able to avoid for the most part of the season. Of course, Joe Burrow going down over 50 times during the regular season. So I think they're going to have to find some different ways to possibly avoid that. We'll talk with Dave Lapham in the next segment. He's a former Bengals offensive lineman. See what he has to say about the running game and the offensive attack for Cincinnati. We'll be right back. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do now through the College Basketball Championship on April the 4th for only $29. Sign up now to get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vsin.com madness to sign up today welcome back into the program brady cannon and james salinas with you and we are going to bring in another voice in the into the discussion it's dave lapham he is the host of the in the trenches podcast a long long time radio analyst for the cincinnati Bengals, and also a former Bengals offensive lineman he was a part of that 1981 team that went to the super bowl dave thank you very much for joining us and uh, before we get into the game itself i know you're still back there in cincinnati i mean this has got to be electric over three decades since they have been to the big game and you've got that shiny new toy at quarterback called Joe Burrow. I mean, this has got to be a fever pitch in uh, Cincinnati for these fans. 
there's no doubt, Brady, James, thanks for the opportunity to visit. And yeah, you hit it on the head. Joe Burrow is the straw that stirs the entire drink. I mean, he, uh, he, he basically motivates and inspires his offensive teammates, defensive teammates, and special teams players because Joe Burrow approaches the quarterback position with the mentality of a linebacker. He really uh, does not shy away from the physicality of the game whatsoever. Never flinches. And if he gets hit, sacked, he off the football field, sits on the bench, grabs his computer, puts on his headset. All right, coaches, what do we do? Let's move on. Let's get better. Figure out a way to uh, a way to attack this defensive unit. And he's just uh, he's he's a special special player. There is there is no question about it. And and the city has just absolutely responded to the to the to the uh, football team. I mean. In the 80s, we went to the Super Bowl twice. Like you mentioned, we went to Super Bowl 16. I played in that one and was lucky enough to broadcast Super Bowl 23 in the late 80s. Uh, and now, 30 plus years later, broadcast another Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 56. It's the 40th anniversary of our first Super Bowl team. We had a bunch of guys back in town for a big celebration of the 40th anniversary. And son of a gun, if this team doesn't go to the Super Bowl. So it's so different, though. In the 80s, the, the town and the entire region was. All excited. I mean, we, we had them, uh, you know, standing on their ear, basically. Well, this is even more so because social media. I mean, back then there wasn't any kind of social media like there is now, and the the interaction between player and fan is so dynamic. And I mean, they really feel a big part of it, and the city is off the hook as well as the entire tri-state area. Dave, so let's get your perspective as a former offensive lineman there for Cincinnati. And we know the talk coming into this game, and it's going to be talked about all this coming week here about the matchup and the defensive front and the pass rush that we're going to see from the L.A. Rams versus that Bengals offensive line and the amount of sacks. Now, we definitely saw an adjustment from the divisionals, the, the divisional game in Tennessee where Joe Burrow took nine sacks. I think some of that was on the offensive line. Some of that was on Joe Burrow and that competitive DNA that he has just not wanting to throw a down away and sticking in there to make plays every time he takes the snap. But then only one sack last week against Kansas City, and he was able to, did Burrow get himself out of the pocket a few times and escape the pass rush? What do you expect to see see from this offensive line and this offense collectively from a play-calling perspective for Cincinnati to be able to keep that shiny new toy in Joe Burrow upright to make some big plays in the passing game down the field? Yeah, I think you're going to see the quick game. I, I think the quick game was a, was a big factor against the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe Burrow got the ball out of his hand very, very quickly. If it was in his hand longer than two and a half seconds, that, would, that seemed like an eternity. I mean, it, it was out. They used the screen game. Uh, Samaji P. Ryan had a 41-yard touchdown off of the screen. Joe Mixon caught some screens. Uh, they they checked down to the running back and get the ball out of, out of uh, Burrow's hand. And, and uh, if it's nothing there down the field quickly, check it down, uh, live for another down, and, and stay ahead of the chains. Don't fall behind the chains. Second and, and uh, six is much better than, than second and 10 or second and 16 after a quarterback sack. Um, so it, they did a lot of things, draw plays, um, play action pass. You know, get the running game going a little bit. Play action pass is the best way to pass protect because defensive linemen have to make sure that it's not a run before they, you know, tee off from the quarterback, and they can't really tee off after they've uh, fulfilled their run responsibility. So you know, there's quite a few things that they can do. It's just a matter of uh, of, of executing and, and getting it done. And, uh, and and there was a major improvement there in terms of schematic, play calling, approach, and and they're looking at an, an unbelievable uh, defensive front here. I mean. When you look at it, uh, Von Miller is the uh, sack leader uh, for current players, active players. He's got the most sacks in the NFL of any current player. And Aaron Donald, when he's done, has had the most sacks of any interior rush guy in the history of the NFL. I mean, he is, he's a Martian. I mean, he's, he's just a freak, a freak of nature, a genetic phenomenon. I don't know what else. Uh, I mean, he's 6'1", two, over 280 pounds, and runs a sub-4740. I mean that's that's not legal, and uh, <laughs> you know, they're going to have they're going to have a hard time, you know, figuring out ways to to get those guys blocked. But they're going to have to do it if you have to max protect and keep seven guys in to protect the quarterback and have fewer guys out there in the route. Uh, so do it. You know, there's there's that's the way it is. It is what it is, and you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to try to move the football. Dave, the Kansas City Chiefs were uh, one of the lower-ranking teams in the league, 29th, I believe, in sacking the quarterback. And James mentioned they got just one sack on Joe Burrow in that AFC championship. Obviously, this is a different animal in the Los Angeles Rams. I think they ranked fifth 
in sacking the quarterback in the NFL this year during the regular season. And, and you mentioned Samaj P. Ryan. We were talking on yesterday's program about throwing the ball out of the to the running backs out of the backfield. Did we expect the Rams to do it? Do we expect the Bengals to do it? Both of these teams really don't rely on their running game nearly as much as they do their passing game. But do you think we'll see, uh, you know, not only what they did against the Chiefs, but maybe even more diversity out of the Bengals offense, getting it out to the running backs and whatnot because of, again, that uh, fierce pass rush from L.A.? Yeah, well, the thing is that that, that is underappreciated, I think, for the L.A. Rams is uh, during the regular season, they were sixth in the NFL stopping the run. They only gave up like a little over 103 yards a game. They gave up four yards a carry, which was fifth in the NFL. So you earn the right to rush the passer by controlling the running game. And they earn the right big time, you know, and, 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 and as a result of it, they were the only team in the National Football League that were in the top three in interceptions. They had 19 interceptions on the season, and they were tied for uh, for third most sacks uh, with, with 50 sacks. So, uh, And then on top of that, they only allowed 17 touchdown passes, second fewest in the NFL. The only team that allowed fewer touchdown passes was the Buffalo Bills, allowing 12. So they, they control the running game. They tee off on the quarterback. They get they get sacks. They pressure the quarterback, which causes interceptions. And they don't allow touchdown passes because the pass rush and the coverage on the back end with a guy like Jalen Ramsey leading the pack, you know, they're, they're plastering people. That's a damn good uh, defensive football team. There is no question about it. But, you know, the Bengals played against Crosby and the Raiders. They've got some complimentary pass rushers. The Tennessee Titans had three pass rushers, you know, that, uh, that can, had at least nine and a half sacks apiece. And now in this, in, in this game in the Super Bowl, when you throw Floyd in there, you've got three pass rushers, uh, Floyd and Von Miller and Aaron Donald that have nine and a half sacks or more as well. So uh, the playoffs have been like that. I mean, that's why they're in the playoffs. These, these, these defenses have multiple pass rushers, and you got to figure out a way to, uh, you know, to compensate and, and, and get something done offensively and hope your defense continues to play at the level they're playing at. I mean, in the first two playoff games, they um, held the opposition to a combined 35 points. You hold teams to 17 and a half points on an average basis. In today's NFL, you're going to win a lot of games. And in the second half, uh, twice in, in the month of January, second half of the regular season game, they held the Chiefs to three points and clinched the AFC North in so doing. And then in the AFC Championship game, they held the Chiefs to three points in the second half and, and won the AFC Championship. So they're, they're really, their playoff run has been keyed by excellent play by their defensive unit. Dave, we've got just about a minute left here. Uh, you may, you paint a pretty ugly picture there for the Bengals' offense by spelling out how good that Rams' defense is. Uh, how is uh, what is your thought of the game? I mean, are, is the Rams' defense going to be that dominant again? Are the Bengals going to be able to keep it close? Do you see the Bengals winning the game? Where are you at, or have you made a prediction just yet one week out? No, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a, a good football game. I, you know, it, it's the first time the there's never been two number four seeds uh, face off in the, in the, in the uh, Super Bowl. The Bengals knocked off the number one and number two seed to get there, and, and the Rams have gotten there as well as the number four seed. So, you know, I mean, teams have figured it out. It's not like the Rams have shut everybody out. There's a, a whole handful or more. I mean, Arizona scored 37 points on them in the regular season. Tennessee scored 28 points. The 49ers scored 31. The Green Bay Packers scored. 36. I mean, teams have scored on them. It's uh, the San Francisco, you know, uh, beat them in overtime in their last regular season game and scored 27 on them. Tampa Bay scored 27 on them in the, in the playoffs as well. So it, it's not like they're impenetrable. I mean, you know, teams have figured out ways to put points on the board, and I think the Bengals will do it as well. All right, my friend. Well, great uh, talking with you about the game and enjoy the uh, the celebratory mood there in Cincinnati. Hopefully your team can get it done. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. All right. That is Dave Lapham, a former Cincinnati Bengals offensive lineman. We'll be back in just a moment with more right here at VSIN. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet 365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You know that VSN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Well, James, it is time to play America's favorite game show once again. And this week, we're going to be looking at the odds for Super Bowl MVP. Let's get right to it. It's consider it, book it, or drop it. Okay, I will read a player's stat sheet. James will try and guess who the mystery player is. I will reveal that player, and then we will decide if we want to consider, book, or drop making a bet. And again, this is for Super Bowl MVP. I'll start with player number one here, James. In his three playoff games this year, this player has 14 receptions for a total of 209 yards, but he hasn't been in the end zone just yet. He has been in the spotlight as a part of a very lethal receiving crew. He may be facing one of the best defenders they have seen this postseason. His odds as of this afternoon to win Super Bowl MVP, 45-1. to 45 to 1. Wow, that's a there's a long shot for you. Oh, that would be 209 T Higgins for the Cincinnati T Bengals. Higgins indeed. Good guess. Um you know, when was the last time a wide receiver won MVP of the Super Bowl? I, I can't recall personally. I, I think maybe Jerry Rice won it years ago for the Niners. There's probably been one since then, but um I do kind of like this guy. I mean, he seems like the possible under-the-radar weapon, whereas Jamar Chase may get all the headlines, but T. Higgins has been outstanding, 14 catches for 209 yards. I think for T. Higgins, it's it's uh, C.J. Uzuma. Is he going to play? I think that's a big factor as to Higgins because if Uzuma's not going to be out there, 
Now, does that mean you're going to be able to roll those safeties over and not only bracket? You know they're going to be working on Chase and trying to take away Chase, and maybe Ramsey's going to play a number of snaps. But a lot of times the the Rams play a lot of zone. They don't play much man, so you're going to roll. If Uzuma doesn't play, now you're rolling more coverage over to Higgins and taking away the outside bracket for both of those those receivers outside the numbers and maybe that's where I mean 45 to 1 that's a big price but I don't know how I I don't know if Higgins is going to be able to do that I think Uzuma is going to be a big piece as to what that what that might look like for T Higgins on the outside might be Boyd getting more action on the interior here but I think 45 to 1 it's a nice price Brady but I just can't see it happening if he's making big plays that means Burrow's making big plays and getting him the football so 45 to 1 nice price but I won't play it no that's exactly what I was thinking if T Higgins catches three or four touchdowns who are they going to give it to they're going to give it to him or they're going to give it to the guy throwing the ball so uh, yeah, I think you're kind of up against it there a little bit. All right, player number two. This player has nine total tackles. Two of those have been for a loss. He's got one and a half sacks and one pass deflected. Trying to win his first ring. This player will be on the field almost every snap on defense. His odds as of this afternoon to win Super Bowl MVP, 16 to 1. Aaron Donald, Los Angeles Rams. Aaron Donald, and and 16 to 1, I think, has come down. We were doing this show maybe as early as a couple weeks ago, and I think he was in the neighborhood of 25 to 1. He was, and so we've missed the best number, and even this, the fact that alone right there, 25, 16 to 1 is still a nice juicy price, and potentially we, we're going to beat to death for the next week the the mass, the mass mismatch, in a sense, with that offensive line for Cincinnati and the defensive front for the Los Angeles Rams, and we know it all starts with Aaron Donald, but there's ways to neutralize that on the interior, and and part of it is is going to be getting the ball out quickly out of Joe or out of Joe Burrow's hands, getting involved with the screen game with P Ryan as well as as well as Mixon, and then if it is not only, if it is the defense and they are dominating up front, well, don't forget we've got Von Miller on that side who's going to be able to make some plays too. We've seen it. He's he won Super Bowl Fifty as the MVP with the really the havoc that he wrecked in that backfield with the strip sacks and just putting Cam Newton in his place in that Super Bowl, but. Yeah, I mean, I'd consider it because it's 16 to 1, actually. But the fact that we missed it, Brady, when we talked about it at 25 to 1, nah, I can't consider it now. We missed the best number. I don't want to play something and feel like I'm going to be chasing. Now now we're chasing a bet because we missed that big number. Right. I'm not, I'm going to drop it because the number's gone and the value's been sucked out of there a little bit. But uh, I I think he certainly has a chance. And and you talk about how Von Miller did it not that long ago. I think Aaron Donald could be uh, in a similar situation there. And I think certainly he's a candidate to win MVP, but it's 16 to one. I I don't want to bite. Uh, All right, player number three here. This player has accumulated 25 receptions and 386 total yards with four touchdowns in just three playoff games, torching just about every secondary in the playoffs. It's really rare to see him catch for less than 100 yards in a particular game. Uh, Coming up, the biggest game of his life, and right now, as of this afternoon, he was 6-1 to to win Super Bowl MVP. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, indeed. Yeah, his his tremendous season has incl- has uh, continued on in the playoffs. And just, uh, I, I think you just see with the connection, and they they hooked up right away with Stafford. Sometimes you get a new quarterback coming over. He's got to learn the system. He's got to get used to now get his timing down and and build some chemistry with his with his offensive teammates, his receivers, etc. Man, they just picked up right away. Cooper Cup has been. You talked. You talked about the numbers that he's had throughout the playoffs. I mean, he's been doing that all season long. Nobody's had an answer for Cooper Cup all season. And I think here they're going to continue to be very creative with Cooper Cup, right? They don't put him out there where he's going to be at right on the line. They'll they'll stick him in. He'll be in stacks. He'll be in bunches where he's off the line of scrimmage. So you can't get up there and press him and kind of jam him uh, and be physical with him at that line of scrimmage. And then they give him a lot of option routes and a lot of choice routes. And they've just gotten really dialed in. I mean, he's such a great route runner. But route running was one piece. Hands are another. But then just the, the smarts that he has to be able to read, read the DBs, read the leverage, know where he's going to make that choice on those different options that he has in the routes. And they give him such freedom – 
he and Stafford are, are so locked in right now. They've been locked in basically the entire season. I could consider that at six to one. I mean, Cooper Cup. I don't know if we're going to see this stuff. Yes, it's got to be Stafford having to make some plays and getting him the football for sure. But I think for Stafford, he may not play the perfect game, and I don't think he's going to play the perfect game in that matchup. And if it does come down to Cooper Cup making a big play and maybe making a big play late, I could consider that sitting at 6-1. to one. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, maybe we have a lower scoring game. Matthew Stafford throws a couple of interceptions, but he also throws a couple of touchdowns to Cooper Cup, and maybe Cooper Cup has 150 yards receiving. Maybe we get kind of a uh, a low scoring, boring game or something like that that is sloppy. Uh, and, and, you know, almost by default, you give it to a guy like that that does have a couple of scores and had a good game. So uh, I think there's something there versus what we were talking about with T. Higgins. If he catches three or four touchdown passes, you're probably going to give it to the quarterback. Might not be the case with Cooper Cup. All right, we'll get to our final player here. And in his very first playoff run, his completion percentage is over 68%. He's thrown for 842 yards, four touchdowns, just two interceptions, but he has taken 12 sacks. He's never lost a playoff game in the pros or in college. You know who this is. His odds to win Super Bowl MVP, plus 225. Smoking Joe Burrow. Smoking Joe Burrow, indeed. And uh, I tell you what, James, I, I I mean, the price is low, but I think I'd have to consider it because if the Bengals win the game, and, and we talked about this a little bit before, the, the highest price I've seen on the Bengals' money line to win the game is plus 184. And here you're getting Burrow at plus 225. So I, I think it's very much correlated. If the Bengals win the game, this guy's probably going to win MVP. Absolutely. And and so that's where I'd go to your point. That'd be exactly what I would do. If you like the Bengals to win this game outright, take Joe Burrow on, on to win the MVP. You have it at two and a quarter right there. I think right behind you, I think Circa is the best number that I've seen. At least it's out here in Colorado for Joe Burrow MVP at 245. So mm. pretty significant the, another 20 cents on top of that so yeah it's just a matter of you got to factor in if Cincinnati's able to do it you know it's going to be on the arm and the playmaking ability of Joe Burrow to to win the Super Bowl you just have to break down are it is Cincinnati collectively good enough no we know Burrow is good enough to be able to go out and win a Super Bowl but is this team good enough to be able to go and beat a team like the Rams? That's got to factor into the handicap, but absolutely. I, I definitely would consider it, and I'm still on the fence of which way I want to go with the side, and that might be a better angle for me. If I want to get involved with Cincinnati beyond taking the points, that's the way I'd row. I'm definitely, I would definitely consider taking Joe Burrow plus that number. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow and Cooper Cup are certainly worth a look, both of those guys. One representative for the Rams, one representative for the Cincinnati Bengals. One hour in the books here at the Pro Football Blitz. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two with Vinny Iyer. He covers the NFL and fantasy football for the Sporting News. We'll get his thoughts on the big game coming up next Sunday in Los Angeles. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.